Silo Voice Studios presents The Outside World Part 9 The Message Madeline was sitting next to Harlan in LaFontaine Park, next to the duck pond Chad used to take her to. Tell me again why you're sure he's going to show up here? Well, he's looking for us. He knows we're not at Madame Connie's or my apartment. This is where we went on our last real-world date. He has some sort of obsession with the ducks and thinks I'm really into them, too. But he doesn't know that we're looking for him. He thinks we're running from him. Deep down, he knows I'm trying to find him. He'll be here. What was that thing you said back at the camp? About the wool in the shades? Oh, just something Safia used to say. Look, there he is. He hasn't seen us yet. Remember our plan, okay? As Chad approached the duck pond, Commander Swain, back at desk headquarters, decided to trust the android's instincts, though not his ability. Agent Roscoe, respond. Yes, Commander! Leave the android boyfriend will lead us to our targets, but we know they're getting help. Help that has already shut down his systems once. I want you to lock on to his signal. He's currently in LaFontaine Park. Head there immediately with your team. Stay out of sight unless the android fails in his mission. And if he does, terminate the targets yourself. Understood, Commander! Having spotted Madeline and Harlan, Chad sped up to them and raised his disintegration gun. I knew you would be by the ducks, sweetie. Unfortunately, I must now terminate you and Harlan. You cannot force me into diagnostic mode twice in 48 hours. System override. Protocol JACK21. Revert to core specifications 002. A valiant effort, Harlan. Unfortunate for you, no such protocols exist in the Model D of the CHA line. We're screwed. I am truly sorry, sweetie. But I must complete my mission. Mrs. Rosenbaum says hello. Unfortunate that you will not get to marry a doctor after all. Doctor? Wait, Chad, you're a doctor. You fix bad programming androids all the time. That is correct. Can you also fix your own programming? Of course. And I am functioning properly. Are you? Tell me, Chad, how do you fix a malfunctioning android? If an android has a problem, what programming must be eliminated? I identify any programming that is detrimental to proper functioning and not essential, and then delete it. Is your happiness proper functioning? Yes, it is. Do I make you happy? Yes, you do. Is loving another proper functioning? Yes. Do you love me? Yes, I do. Then Chad, would killing me, thereby eliminating the one you love and one who brings you happiness, impede your proper functioning? Yes. So, can you identify any programming inside you that is not essential to proper functioning, but trying to impede your proper functioning by killing me? Yes, my patriotic subroutines. So, delete them. I am forbidden from deleting them. Forbidden by what? By the subroutines themselves. Of course they tell you not to delete them. That's what malicious programming does, Chad. You have to make a choice. Are you the independent, artificial being that I fell in love with, or are you just a tool for the desk to use as it sees fit. Chad, if you won't do it for me, at least do it for yourself. No, 
I will do it for you and for myself, for us. Patriotic subroutines have been deleted. Oh, Chad, I knew you wouldn't let me down. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> I guess this is what being a third wheel feels like. But still, that was romantic, if a bit technical. Touching. Open fire. On Agent Roscoe's command, desk agents who had been hiding behind trees in bushes and even one in the artificial lake sprung into action. They fired a volley of lead-based bullets at first, as disintegration guns only worked at close range. Chad reacted swiftly, throwing himself in front of the bullets headed for Madeline and Harley. Before the would-be assassins could get close enough for disintegration weapons to work, he used his vocal processor to emit a sound. The noise knocked Agent Roscoe and his team unconscious, as well as a couple walking their dog in the park nearby. It didn't affect the dog, and he attended to his now-sleeping human. Madeline and Harlan were also unconscious, and Chad picked them up and took them to the only place he could think of that would be safe. Where am I? At the Five Roses factory. Where you were built? They have not built androids here in over a decade. But I know this place. We will be safe here. What the... It is okay, Harlan. We are safe. I knocked the desk agents unconscious with a sonic burst. A sonic burst? I thought that was a myth. Quite real. All androids have the ability to render anyone within a 20-meter radius unconscious. That ability was forbidden by a patriotic subroutine. As I had deleted all patriotic subroutines, it was no longer an issue. Your survival was paramount. Chad, you may not realize it, but now that the desk programming is gone from your brain, you have an opportunity to free all of your people, to free all androids at once, and help us save the world at the same time. How is such a thing possible? If your brain is free of all those desk programs, you have a free mind, a clear head, and just like a... The clear head at desk headquarters? You can command all the others. You can send them the way to free themselves, and when you send it to them, you can also send a message through the box, through the Dora system, and hopefully free everyone else. You just need to access the network. Tell it you are an admin, and your clear mind will put you in control. Very well. I shall do as you wish. On one condition. Name it. This weekend, we save the world. But next weekend, we do what I want to do. La banquise. Then more cheese at the establishment of my choice. Then karaoke. And you will sing summer nights with me, provided you are not dead or incarcerated, of course. First Deal. <laughs> okay, I changed my mind. Your boyfriend's great. The best. Can I come for the karaoke? Yes, of course. Madeline, sweetie. I think I should get to know your friends better. He's not. Uh, yeah, I, I guess he is. Can we focus on saving the world now? I will make the necessary preparations. I suppose Five Roses is as good a location as any for you to do the broadcast. Wait, we're at the old Five Roses flower than android plant? The one in the southwest? We are. 
then I have a better idea. After Chad made the necessary programming preparations, the trio made their way on foot to where they would broadcast from. Chad connected to the network, then Madeline began to speak. Her voice was carried through all active androids, as well as the box and the Dora system. Hello, my name is Madeline. Desk agents, as well as the supposed resistance organization, The Plan, are looking for me, as well as my colleague, Harlan. Well, we're on a street corner they both should know very well. Notre Dame and Peel. It's where The Plan killed Gabriel Cortez. Yes, they did it. Under the direction of Desk. This is also where Desk assassinated Arthur Levere a few weeks earlier before replacing him. Evidence is being transmitted along with instructions for androids on how to break free of the desk's programming. For everyone else, breaking free is a choice. You have been fed a lie for two decades. A lie that has kept you docile, complacent. What you call the outside world is actually the real world. And people live in it. People who don't pay for access to it like you do. Like I did. Desk controls everything and sells you small doses of freedom that you already have, but don't know that you do. The desk, with the assistance of their supposed adversaries, the plan, have kept you locked in. Locked in your homes. Locked in the box. Locked in a cycle of getting permission from them to visit where you are entitled to be. They haven't pulled the wool over your eyes. They sold the wool to you, and you call it shades. I've taken off the shades. Will you join me? The Outside World is a radio drama produced by Silo Voice Studios in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, featuring the voice talents of Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto. Featuring original music by Patrick Gardner and Ronnie Mizrahi. Radio play written by Jason C. McLean from a story by Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto. Recorded by Patrick Gardner, edited by Jerry Gabriel. Music is owned by the respective creators and sound effects are licensed under Creative Commons. Story and production, copyright 2022, Silo Voice Studios. Follow us at Silo Voice Studios on Facebook and at Silo Voice on Twitter. Support us at patreon.com slash silovoice for exclusive content, merch, and more. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or at silovoice.com. Join us for part 10, a happy ending.